in our rush to observe the Christmas season, do we really stop to meditate on the Christ child who should be the center of it all and even the one who is Lord of all? I mean, so many people, even believers, never pause to fully consider the one who is at the center of the holiday. And you have tonight, and I am really, really glad that you are here. I mean, the true meaning of Christmas, as we know it, is found in the Word of God. However, the Christmas story doesn't actually begin with a baby in a manger. It begins hundreds of years earlier when the prophets foretold of the coming Messiah. And certainly one of the greatest prophecies surrounding the Savior's birth is found in Isaiah 9-6. I think you know it well, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. What's absolutely amazing about that prophecy is that it was penned 600 years before Jesus Christ was born. 600 years previously, the prophet Isaiah penned those words. Certainly Handel, the great composer, turned Isaiah 9-6 into one of the greatest choruses of all time. We know it as Handel's Messiah. But the child that would be born as we just stated, is the wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He is eternal father. He is prince of peace. In fact, it's incredible that these four amazing titles applied to this child really belong only to God. But he is not just some kind of divine avatar of the divine principle The scriptures tell us that that child who was born is God. In fact, earlier, just a couple chapters in Isaiah, it foretold that a child would be born to a virgin. And it says this in Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And we've sung of that tonight. Emmanuel, just if we can just pause for a moment, is the meaning of Christmas. In the Hebrew, that phrase just means God with us. And the meaning of Christmas is clear. It can be communicated in just three words, God with us. Listen, Grace Church of the Valley, miraculously, the baby who was born was God in the flesh. That's who he is, God incarnate. Tim Keller, in his little book on the baby in the manger, said it's almost too limiting to say that we celebrate this at this Christmas. Keller said we stare dumbstruck, lost in wonder, lost in love and praise. Because Keller said, and rightfully so, he is God. Now let me say from the outset of Isaiah 9-6 that he is Almighty God. That is what the prophecy declared. In other words, you can't just say that Christmas is a cute story. 
In fact, when one encountered Christ in the Gospel of John, you either were scared of him, or you were furious with him, or they knelt down before him and worshipped him. But you just can't say that he's aspiring. You can't just say he makes me want to live a better life. If that baby that was born that starry night is Almighty God, and he was, then he demands your whole heart. What I want to do just briefly tonight with you, out of Isaiah 9-6, rather than looking at all four of those glorious and majestic titles of that babe that would be born, I'd like to just suggest out of the scripture just one of those titles to you tonight. Maybe just one for you to go home and think on and dwell on and maybe we say it but we don't ever really reflect on it. Just one of those titles out of Isaiah 9-6 and it's this one. He is called the Wonderful, what? Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. You know, when we think of the baby that was born, you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Certainly when he lived and ministered amongst us, our Lord always, to say the least, had the right word. To say the least, I think we would grasp that. He always gave the right counsel. In fact, as we've studied in John's Gospel in chapter 7, in verse 46, they said after one of his discourses, never did a man speak the way that he speaks. In other words, they were mesmerized, if you will, by his words. In fact, in the summer when we were going through the Sermon on the Mount, that sermon, that famous sermon, concluded in Matthew seven twenty-eight, and it says that Jesus finished these sayings And it says there that the crowds were astonished at his teaching. And certainly you would think of the word astonished at his teaching because in another place it says that he taught them as one having authority. But when I thought about that, astonished at his teaching, certainly they were astonished at what some would want today in the 21st century. They were astonished at his content. It was his words that were gripping And it was his words that gave wisdom. They gave counsel. He is identified as the wonderful counselor. He gives wise advice. He gives extraordinary wisdom. He gives extraordinary counsel. In other words, in this counsel, he, the scripture says, plans and executes that plan. And he thwarts, if you will, all threats to make it work. And so his counsel is absolutely perfect. Now, one of the things that's interesting tonight when it says that he's wonderful counselor, I don't believe that wonderful is an adjective. You would think he's a wonderful counselor. I don't think so. I think wonderful is another name for Jesus Christ. I say that because in Judges 13, 18, when it was talking about the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name seeing that it is wonderful. And so I think it's a descriptive title for who he is. In fact, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 28, 29, he is wonderful, it says, speaking of God's character, in counsel. And it says of God that he's excellent in wisdom. In Psalm 16, 7, it says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. 
and also my heart instructs me. But when you come to the New Testament, think about this, beloved, just for a moment. When it speaks of the person of Christ in Colossians 2.3, it says of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So bound up in the child that was born was God in the flesh and bound up and hidden in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now we know from the Old Testament that he has no counselor, but he is the wonderful counselor. Sadly today, just just think about this as we think about Christmas. Many go to psychologists. Many go to psychiatrists. Many go to some kind of spiritual guru. But the only real, lasting, life-changing truth is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, He is the answer to the world's confusion. He is the answer to the world's darkness. In fact, go home tonight, read the earlier part of Isaiah 9, where those who dwelt in darkness were about to see a great light. Listen, wouldn't you want to go to a counselor who is omniscient? I mean, when you think about wonderful counselor, you'd want to go ask advice for whatever facet in your life to someone who had knowledge. But imagine now bound up in the Lord Jesus Christ where it says that God is omniscient, but everything that God was in terms of his personality and attributes is utterly and completely fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if God is omniscient, then Christ is omniscient. And Jesus is that wonderful counselor. Listen, let me just say this to you. He knows all about you. And I say that to encourage you. You think about this Christmas season. Place this in your mind, that he's the wonderful counselor. He knows everything about you. You think, well, how much does he know? Well, in the New Testament, in Matthew 6, 8, there it says, your father knows what you need before you, what? Ask him. We would understand in the New Testament that God the Father knows, but God the second person of the Trinity also knows what you need before you ask him. In fact, it says in Matthew 6, even to us tonight, don't be anxious then as to what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear for clothing. The Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Listen, beloved, He is the wonderful counselor because the Father knows and the second person of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus Christ knows. In fact, it says in Matthew 10, are not two sparrows sold for a cent and yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father and the very hairs of your head are all numbered. And so it says in 1031, fear not, are you not of more value than a sparrow? Listen, if God the Father is omniscient, then God the Son is also omniscient. In fact, when you think about counsel, do you remember that passage later in Isaiah when it says, why do you say to me, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, that my way is hidden from the Lord and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you remember what the prophet said? And God said, do you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the, it says the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. And then it says there, 
that his understanding is inscrutable. God the Father knows it all, but the Son who would be born knows everything. He is the wonderful counselor. In fact, later in Isaiah in 40, 13, who has directed the Spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has informed him, with whom did he consult? And who gave him understanding? And who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding? And it just answers the question, no one taught him. God knows all things. The Son knows all things. God the Father told the Son all things in the Gospel of John. But when you think about a wonderful counselor, you come back to the fact that he has all knowledge. So with every hurt and with every pain and with every expectation that goes unfulfilled, recognize recognize that that baby who was born is God in the flesh and he knows all things. He's almighty God. He's wonderful counselor. You say, "Well, well, Scott, how much does God know? How much does Christ know? Well, one writer said this, and this is why he is the wonderful counselor, okay? Because Jesus Christ is almighty. Jesus Christ is the wonderful counselor. Jesus Christ are hidden in him all the treasures of wisdom. And when you put those things together with knowledge and power and wisdom, you have the perfect means to the most perfect end, and you have the most wonderful counselor. You say, well, how much does Jesus Christ know? One writer said this, he knows all recorded facts. He knows all the facts stored in all the computers and all the books in all the libraries of the world. But vastly more than that, he knows all events at a macro level, all that happens on earth and in the atmosphere and in all the farthest reaches, it says, of space in every galaxy and star and planet and all the events, the events at a micro level all that happens in molecules and atoms and electrons and protons and neutrons. He knows all their movements and every location and every condition of every particle of the universe at every nanosecond of time. And when one event happens, he not only sees it, but he sees the eternal chain of effects that flow from it and from all the billions of events that are unleashed by every other event He knows this all without the slightest strain on his mind. That is what it means to be called God. Listen, as you go into this season, you ought to be, I ought to be taking everything to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the wonderful counselor. As you put your head on your pillow tonight, listen, that's one of his titles. That's one of his descriptions. Knowledge combined with wisdom. He's the wonderful counselor. Tim Keller put it this way. He said, when you are going through something very difficult, it's good to talk with someone who has walked the same path, who knows personally what you have been going through. If God really has been born in a manger, then we have something that no other religion even claims to have. It's a God who truly understands you from the inside of your experience. Keller said there's no other religion that says that God has suffered, that God had to be courageous, that he knows what it's like to be abandoned by friends, to be crushed by injustice, to be tortured, and to die. 
I think that's well said. Listen, Christmas shows many things, but it shows that he knows what you're going through. And you know what's amazing about the Lord Jesus Christ? Is that despite all that he knows about us, he still loves us. Jesus said, and you can finish it, I will never leave you or what? Forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. At the end of the Great Commission in Matthew 28, I love that statement. He said, lo, I am with you, what? Always to the end of the age. I just wanted you to know that he's not forgotten you. That whatever your deepest pain, I just said hello to one of our men earlier as we started the service who's had a tough, tough year. But he's here, and he's praising God. And what a wonder it is that not only do I know just a little bit of what he's gone through, how much greater to think that the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father knows all things. He even knows before there's a word on your tongue. He even knows before you speak, Psalm 139. He said, there did the psalmist, such knowledge is is too wonderful for me. And so listen, he has all knowledge, but he has all wisdom to rule justly. But then he's almighty God. He has all power to execute his perfect and wise plans. But you might say, hey, pastor, how do we know that Isaiah's prophecy speaks of the virgin birth of Christ? How do we know what we read in Isaiah 9, 6 and Isaiah 7, 14 speaks of the birth of Christ? And the answer is, because of Matthew's gospel. Let me see this. Would you, can we just do this together corporately, not responsively? Uh, why don't we just read this portion of scripture? I'll start us and you, you follow. Let's, let's cite this together out of Matthew 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as she considered these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Came. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, He did as the angel commanded him, and he took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to his son, and he called his name Jesus. What a great, great statement from both prophecy and then in the New Testament, God with us. The glorious truth is that baby who was born was almighty God, but he is also wonderful Counselor, Christmas, when you think about it, the most glorious message ever to fall on human mind 
and ears. You have the greatest counselor in the world. And Christmas is a celebration of God with us. And I think it would be appropriate that the only response from us should be like the wise men in Matthew 2.11, where it says, coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and they, the scripture says, worshiped him. Listen, this weekend, so much is going to go on. And maybe you've been here a long time and maybe you're brand new. But I want you to know of the many wonderful things that Jesus Christ is. He is a wonderful counselor. And he wants to commune with you and wants to know you and wants to share his life with you. And God the Father gave God the Son to us that those who were walking in darkness would see a great light. And he is that light. You know, it'd be my prayer for our church as we move forward in 2018 that we'd know God and we'd know his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in a greater way than we knew him in this last year. And so listen, I'm, I'm thrilled that you come tonight. I'm thrilled that we can sing. I'm thrilled that we can look into that prophecy together that was perfectly fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that Christ would become ever sweet to you as the days in this weekend passes. Would you bow your head with me? I'm going to call the worship team back up. And I want to just give you a moment as you sit tonight. You've been so patient to sit. The kids have sat so still. But just you in in that seat before a holy God, He knows all things. Have you taken to Him your greatest pain, your greatest hurt? Have you taken to Him your greatest joy? Have you thanked him? Have you run to him? Or do you run to people? Or do you complain? Or do you get in the flesh? Or do you gossip? Or do you fall on your knees as we've sang and understand that you have one who knows you truly from the inside out? Oh, just as the disciples had scattered after his death, he called them back and it might be that he's calling some of you back. But listen, it could be that Christmas is a little hard. It could be that you feel the angst of of a difficult family situation, a difficult financial situation, maybe a looming leadership decision before you, maybe a, a relationship within your family, and what should be filled with awe and wonder and praise is at times difficult. I just want you to recognize you have one who knows. You have a great high priest. You have one that was fully human. This is not some avatar that has come down that's just a myth. This is the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd submit your life to him. I pray that as you've sang that we'd fall on our knees for the one that has been born. In fact, those... Wise men fell to the ground and worshipped him. That would be my prayer. Let me give you just a moment if you need to remind yourself that he's the wonderful counselor. Have you shared it with him? Whatever the issue might be, whether it's a joy, 
whether it's a difficulty or trial, whether it's news of a difficult situation, listen, you have a wonderful counselor who's at the right hand of God, who's interceding for you. And then you have the Holy Spirit who intercedes with groanings too deep for words and understands the mind of the Spirit. You can run to all of the triune God. Father, we're grateful for tonight. Father, amidst the many splendid and majestic titles, one of them is Wonderful Counselor. Lord, I pray that it would be our prayer to know you in a greater way. To know the Lord Jesus Christ greater in 18 than we did in 17. Father, may you put in our heart a passion for God. A passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. And would you increase us and increase our understanding of you and increase our understanding of Christ and cause us to trust him in a greater way. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can sing. Thank you that we can praise. Thank you that we can have the children up front. And in the wonder of all of it, may we ever give praise to the wonderful counselor who left glory above to come down into this dark world to be the light, to die on the cross for us, that he might pave the way back to a relationship with you. Lord, we love you and we give thanks in Christ's name. And everyone said, Amen.